This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. It's time for another episode of The Drop Podcast. The Drop is an unbiased, in-depth hockey podcast dedicated to the St. Louis Blues and all the hot topics within the NHL. So tell the ref you don't mind the game misconduct penalty. You are headed to the locker room anyway to listen to The Drop. Here's your host, Lance DeScott. It's been a while since uh, we've had a podcast here on The Drop. But I wanted to have one quickly and go over some of the things that the Blues have been doing over the last couple weeks. We've got news from Jordan Cairo, of course, the Pareko contract, and some of the other Blues prospects showed up very well in the World Juniors recently. It's great to be talking hockey in August. We know there's true Blues fans out there and NHL fans that want to talk hockey all year long. Some of the other podcasts, you don't hear a lot from them in the off season, but we're going to keep this going and it's going to get exciting coming up soon. We're going to have our uh, season uh, review of where I think the blues are going to uh, finish in the division and uh, in the Western conference and what it might look like for them in the playoffs. And that's going to be coming up soon. We're going to be going over camp. Hopefully I can make it to camp at least a day or two this year and hopefully get some interviews with the players and some of the fans. So I'm looking forward to that. And I'll keep you posted of when that show is going to be. But let's get right into it, guys. For a while, it looked like the Blues were getting ready to just really drop the ball on Colton Pareko and have to sign him to maybe a one-year deal through arbitration or something. You know, the Blues uh, were offering around $3 million, I believe, 3.3 at first for a year or two, and uh, he was wanting 4.5, 4.4 uh, for one year, and it just wasn't working out. At the last minute, the Blues got a deal done, and uh, five years, $27.5 million, a great deal for the Blues. This guy's young. He's up and coming. He's six foot six, got a big body, got a strong, heavy shot. The Blues were happy to get him, and Colton Pareko was happy to sign the contract with the Blues. Hi, John Kelly here at Scott Trade, and via FaceTime, we have Colton Pareko up in Toronto. And uh, first of all, Colton, it was announced earlier today by the St. Louis Blues that you have agreed to a five-year contract with the Blues. Congratulations. It must feel great. Thank you very much. It does. It's, uh, it's definitely a uh, great feeling to uh, obviously be part of this organization and have uh, at least another five years here. Now, Colton, we mentioned you're in Toronto. You were getting set for an arbitration hearing, and you were telling me a bit earlier that you struck a deal literally before the, the hearing began. Can you explain? Yeah, it's, it's kind of a uh, different process, especially for me. It's uh, my first, first time going through it all, and um, it's, it's one of those things where you kind of have each side as a viewpoint, and um, it's a situation where you both want to meet uh, in fair, fair territory, and um, obviously, you you want to go and be part of a competitive team and um, things like that. So uh, the the conversation uh, was it's funny how you talk all summer and then all of a sudden it kind of leans down on 20 minutes. And uh, but no, I'm just the main thing is I'm super excited that uh, I, everything worked out and I'm going to be part of the St. Louis Blues. Colton, you obviously uh, hail from St. Albert, Alberta, near Edmonton, and obviously had to fly to Toronto. Um, how convinced were you heading into the process that you would strike a deal at the last minute? Um, I mean, that was that was what I would like. Um, I wanted to be a St. Louis Blue for uh, as long as possible, and 
Uh, I really enjoy playing there, and it's it's such a great city, great fans, great organization, great teammates. And um, no, I'm that's that was what I really wanted to do. Colton, obviously your agent does all the legwork, but how involved were you in the process? And is it stressful for you personally? Uh, it's yeah, he does most of the work for me, and I kind of he just fills me in basically on what what's happening, the different scenarios, and kind of tries to make make the small picture a big picture. And um, it's easy you find it easy to kind of get honed in on the, the little things, and especially for your first time around, you want to make, make sure that uh, he kind of gives you all the all the background kind of follow, follows you through everything and uh, yeah they did a great job so um, it was it was good good process and I thought it, it worked well. Colton obviously you are not the youngest St. Louis Blue as a matter of fact since you came here a couple of years ago this team has gotten younger by the year uh, but it's still very competitive it must feel good knowing that this young hockey club can grow together for the next five years um, at least while you're under contract and hopefully for a lot longer than that. Yeah I couldn't agree more um, we've had an unbelievable team my first two years, and I only expect it to get better. So I'm looking forward to uh, moving forward here uh, over the next five years and continue to make a strong push. And obviously, we, we want to be a championship team. So um, just look forward to working working with this group of guys and um, kind of putting it all there. Colton, since the Blues lost in the second round to Nashville, you immediately went to France and Germany for the World Championships representing Canada. How was that experience? I know you guys got a silver medal. It was great. Obviously, you got the opportunity to play with different players, um, elite players, different coaching staff, and different different people around that. Um, throughout the year, you're with the same people, but when you get the opportunity to go learn from different people and kind of get different perspectives, it I think it's it's beneficial. And um, I really really enjoyed the experience. Obviously, going to France was cool, and Germany was awesome as well. So. Uh, overall, I thought it was a great experience. I enjoyed my time. Um, yeah, I'm really, really happy I went. So now that the business side of things is put to bed and you have a new five-year deal, what do you have on your plate now to get ready for the next season? Not much. Just kind of continue training throughout the summer. And uh, I'm coming into St. Louis here in, in a few weeks and make sure that I just kind of prepare myself and give myself the, the best opportunity to be successful and help the team out as much as possible. I'm, like I said earlier, I'm looking forward to the season. I'm uh, looking forward to get, getting after it with the, the team. Well, Colton, congratulations again. I know Blues fans are thrilled that uh, you have signed a new five-year deal. Uh, congrats again, and enjoy the summer. Awesome. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Sorry, guys, for that uh, somewhat bad quality audio there. Uh, you know, John Kelly on FaceTime there with Colton Pareko. It's just uh, sometimes not the best uh, thing to do. Uh, to have an interview on FaceTime. But any way we could get Colton to talk to John Kelly is just great. Uh, you know, this guy, in, in my mind, had a little bit of an up-and-down season last year, mostly solid. I think he learned a lot in his sophomore season, and I'm expecting big, big things from Colton Pareko. I think we might see a few more goals this year, and I think his physical presence is just going to grow. Uh, it's a great contract for the Blues. Like I said earlier, I thought they were going to drop the ball, but they got this deal done. John Kelly's happy to have him back. Uh, I'm happy to have him back. Darren Pang's happy to have him back. Everybody in the Blues organization is happy to have him back. And I know everyone out there is happy to have Colton Pareko back. I've heard a couple people say it was too much. Yeah, but these are the people that thought they could get him for a million and a half to two million dollars a year. And that just doesn't happen anymore. You're just not going to get a guy of his caliber 
on that contract for a second contract after his entry contract. It just does not happen very, very often. In other uh, news for the Blues, the Blues recently announced that they're going to uh, have an ECHL, uh, ECHL sorry, affiliate in Tulsa uh, for this season coming up. And it's going to be great because I know there's a lot of fans in Oklahoma, in the Tulsa area. So the Blues have that. Uh, they have San Antonio coming up and the AHL for the following season, uh, which will stop their uh, arrangement with the Chicago Wolves and with the Golden Knights. So the Blues have made a lot of news recently. I think it's all positive. Nothing negative in my mind here. And uh, it's nice to see Doug Armstrong and the management of the Blues make some of these moves that makes the team a stronger team. And I'll say it every time I, I praise Doug Armstrong. You guys know I'm not a big fan of his. But uh, when the guy does something right, I'm going to tell you he does something right. And he did something so great this offseason and getting Braden Shin and getting rid of that nasty uh, contract of Yori Laterra. Oh, just a great, great thing to do. I think Braden Shin's going to do some great things. I know people are saying he's going to be a second-line center, but guys, uh, I think for the most part, the, the the consensus out there is he is going to work on the number one line uh, with um, Tarasenko and be a center. So that's what I expect. You know, enough about the guys that are here with the Blues. Let's talk about some of the guys that aren't here with the Blues that really impressed in the World Juniors. I'm going to tell you, if any of you guys got to watch any of those games, uh, Jordan Cairo just did not impress. He just looked great. He looked better than every other player out there in my mind, especially for Team Canada. This guy has a, a just a hardworking uh, mindset to him. Doesn't give up on the puck. Moves around. Made some great moves to get a couple, uh, several goals in the in the juniors. And I know, you know, there's not going to be that much room in the NHL. But man, he's learning and he's really at the top of his game. Uh, just was just a great guy. I mean, he's only six foot, 177 pounds, and that's not a huge guy. You know, that's a, an average size guy. Uh, but man, he's just really, really looked good. Uh, when they played Sweden and they they uh, beat them seven to four. He had two goals and added an assist and just looked great. I mean, we know where he came from. You know, the Blues traded this pick to Calgary and uh, Brian, or they got the pick from Calgary in the Brian Elliott trade last year. It was a 35th pick overall. And uh, this guy's great. I mean, this guy is really great last season. Uh, he uh, led his OHL team, Sarnia, uh, with 94 points, 30 goals and 64 assists. He's learning this game. That's what you want to see a guy do. You want to see a guy grow, and he has grown since the Blues drafted him. And I've watched him a little bit before that and knew a little bit about him before they drafted him and watched him in a few games. And over the last couple of years before the Blues drafted him, he drastically improved. Not saying he was a bad player, but it just his just his tendency to know where that puck's going to be and where other players are. I've seen guys that are several years older than him that have played in the AHL or other minor leagues. And I'm going to tell you, they don't have the mindset he has and the skill set that he brings. He's just got such great habits. He gets in there, forces turnovers, and he's got the speed and, and skill. The way he flies around, and I'm not going to say he's TJ Oshie, 
but the way he flies around a lot and is a little bit of a crap disturber, you know, not super physical, but he can get in there and muck it up a little bit on the boards and, and just really takes over and gets those turnovers. Uh, he just did a great, great job, and I can't say enough about Jordan Cairo. Uh, the other Blues pick in 2017 was first-round pick Robert Thomas. He had a goal and assist in three games, so he showed pretty good for the Blues. And their fourth-round pick, uh, Tanner Kaspik, also looked pretty good. Of course, uh, former Blues uh, uh, Keith Kachuk's son, uh, Brady Kachuk, had five points, one goal and assist for Team USA. So the Kachuk family's just getting better and better and putting these kids into uh you know chances to make into the nhl it would be nice to see another kachuk for the blues i know they weren't able to get uh, the other kachuk uh matthew last year uh calgary got him but man he just he's a great player um blues also signed uh uh prosser uh to a two-year uh one two-way deal uh you know he played for the minnesota wild uh, he's 31 years old been in the nhl i believe for seven or eight seasons and, uh, you know, he's he's a serviceable guy, a guy that some of the young guys can learn from. But I don't think this is going to make a huge, huge difference in uh, the Blues uh, play this year. Uh, is everybody excited about the Blues season? Yes, I am. Am I going to go out on a limb and say they're going to win the Stanley Cup? No, but uh, I do feel better this uh, offseason than I did last offseason. I know. Going into last offseason, a lot of fans were saying, oh, this is the year we're going to get the cup because Ken Hitchcock's back for one more year. I actually never thought that, but you guys know that uh, if you've listened to my podcast. Uh, but, hey, I'm a lot more positive this year going into it. Uh, I think Tarasenko's just going to grow. Braden Shin's going to be a guy that's going to draw some attention away from Tarasenko, and that's what the Blues need. Uh, y- you know, uh, Stasny, he drew some attention. But uh, I'm sorry, he's not a number one center. I think he's a number two center at this stage in his career. And uh, nothing against uh, Stasny. He's a great player. Can get in there and and get physical with his short body. Gives it up for the Blues. Plays hard. But uh, Braden Shin's a similar type player. But I think he's got uh, the ability at this stage of his career, being 24-25, I believe, to score maybe 25, 30, 35 goals for the Blues. Uh, if the Blues get that on that line and maybe every now and again switch him up and put him on the second line to help some of these other guys out on the second line, I think that's going to be great. Uh, I think we're going to expect another great year from uh, from the goaltenders, Jake Allen. Carter Hutton is going to be a better backup than he was last year. I think he learned a lot uh, from, from Martin Brodeur coming down and teaching both these guys some uh, better positioning, some better angles. Uh, you know, and uh, it's just going to be, a, I think, a good year for the Blues. Please come back for my uh, preseason uh, predictions when it comes to the Blues and what they're going to do in this season. And uh, it'll be great. Uh, and like I said, I'm excited. Everybody around the NHL is excited for their team, whether you're a, in a Western Conference, Eastern Conference team. It does not matter. We're all excited. We all love good hockey, and we're all looking forward to it in the 2017-2018 season. Well, let's get into the next topic, and that's going to be some former Blues that signed some pretty big contracts in the offseason. We know uh, Kevin Shattenkirk was traded uh, to uh, Washington, and uh, he spent the last part of the season in playoffs with Washington, and I don't think Washington got what they expected out of him. Uh, in all honesty, I think there's a lot of people around the NHL 
that really rate this guy higher than what he is. Uh, you know, I've seen some people say he's a top 50 player. I don't know. He might be. If you say he's a top 50 power play guy, yeah, I, I think he's a great defenseman on the power play. Can move the puck, has got a really good shot, uh, knows where other players are in the power play. But just look at his plus minus at even strength. Uh, just to show you what the Capitals thought of him, they didn't really even try to resign him. They really didn't put an effort towards it. Uh, and he signed with the Rangers. Four years at $6.65 million. He was seeking a seven to eight year deal at around $7 million And he didn't get it. And I, I uh, said uh, after the blue season, he wasn't going to get that. If he was smart at his age and the type of player that he is, he's not an old guy, uh, but he's getting older. He's at about his peak, I'd say, in the next two years. You're going to see him peak. Probably the best he's going to be. And that's why the Rangers only gave him four years. He could have had a deal uh, last year offseason when uh, actually towards uh, the middle of the offseason when uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning tried to get him twice you know, during the draft and then during the season. They had an eight-year, 6.2, I believe, what, $6.3 million deal ready for him. Uh, Doug Armstrong presented it to him and he vetoed it because he did not want to go to Tampa. He wanted to go to a different East Coast team like the Bruins or the Rangers or the Islanders. Well, he got his wish. He didn't get his eight-year contract. He got a four-year contract. And Rangers, you've got yourself a very good above-average defenseman on the power play. You've got yourself a very below-average defenseman in even strength. Uh, I hope he can handle the pressure in New York. Because I'm going to tell you guys, I think he was a little soft when he would get some criticism from uh, all the fans and some media in St. Louis when uh, he would give up the puck a lot on uh, even strength uh, possessions. Um, you know, I wish him the best and uh, wish the Rangers the best in their season. But beyond that, uh, you know, he is what he is. We all know and still love uh, Brian Elliott. He was great for the Blues. Uh, you know, a lot of people wanted to see him go. I was one person that, un that didn't really want to, but I fully understand why the Blues do it. They had the goalie of the future, Jake Allen, and he needed to take over this team and become responsible for this team and have a backup that had uh, a lesser role with the team, you know, to not play as many games. And they gave Jake the opportunity uh, last year, and he didn't really show up at the first part of the year. But the Blues weren't playing well all around at the first part of the year. Second part of the year, I'll argue with anybody to say Jake Allen was one of the better goalies in the league. Uh, you know, just look at his numbers. And the Blues overall were a great team in the second half. He signs a two-year $5.5 million contract with the Flyers. And he's going to be sharing time. I don't. I think the Flyers are going to have uh, an in-and-out unless he really starts playing well. I was shocked that Calgary didn't at least try to re-sign him. Um because I'm going to tell you this, without the last part of the two months, three months of the season, uh, it was because of Brian Elliott that Calgary made the playoffs. If Johnson would have been in goal for that, they would have never made the playoffs. They squeaked in, but a lot of that was due to Brian Elliott. He didn't play great in the playoffs, I'll give you that. But I don't think Calgary played very well in the playoffs. Uh, I think they were the worst team, if not one of the worst teams in the playoffs. And they didn't try to sign him. And Brian Elliott goes to Philadelphia. I wish him the best there. That's another place where the fans are just tough on you. So I hope he does well for them and continues his career. And another fan favorite, TJ Oshie, had a career year last year with the Capitals, 33 goals. 
And, uh, you know, he's 30 years old, I believe. So uh, he's about at his peak. He's got a couple more good years, two or three years. Uh, they signed him uh, to an eight-year contract. I think T.J. Oshie could be a good player till he's 35, 36. Uh, and, you know, by that time, you know, he could become a, a third-line guy you know, and play the last couple of years out with the, the Capitals or with somebody else. But I think it was a great contract. He loves being in Washington. He loves being with Ovechkin. And the Capitals are making a lot of changes. The Capitals are expecting a lot of young kids to come up this year and help them out. And I think they need that. They need some fresh faces in there. They've got a team with a ton of talent. They do great in the regular season. And I think they still play great in the playoffs. But uh, due to the fact that uh, games are not uh, officiated in the playoffs like they are in the regular season, they're officiated for teams that are muckers, that uh, you know really push and get physical and those are the kind of teams that benefit from the officiating in the playoffs you can look at one of my previous episodes where i go into that and how i think that uh, is not a good uh, deal for these teams that work their bust off to get the president's trophy trophy but it is what it is uh i think out of all these contracts i would say tgo she's the best one i think the the capitals got a great player uh, you know, for, you know, under $8 million a year, uh, 7.6, 7.7. And, uh, you know, he's going to do well for them. He's never going to be the type of guy to give up. So I think that's the best contract. Second, I would say Brian Elliott was a very good contract, $2.75 million a year for a guy that's, uh, you know, played the Blues into the playoffs a couple of years ago. And uh, because of him, you know, and a couple other players, they made that big run and made it to the, 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 the finals of the Western Conference. Uh, I think the Flyers are going to get a guy that's, that's going to give them a chance every night to win when he's in goal. And I think that's the second best contract. I think Kevin Shattenkirk's contract for the Rangers, it's not a bad one, but out of all three of these, I think it's the worst one. Uh, I, I think this guy is small. He's not a physical defenseman. He's an offensive type defenseman and you want an offensive type defenseman to be somewhat above average on even strength. And I don't, I really don't think he is. I think he's average at best at even strength. And I think the people in New York are going to give this guy a hard time. If uh, he's not scoring 15 to 18 goals and putting up 35, 40 assists, I think he's going to really, really have a hard time in New York. Uh, What do you guys think? Uh, do you think uh, the way I do that Oshie's contract was the best and Elliott's was the second and uh, Shattenkirk is the worst out of all these uh, former Blues contracts? Let me know. Send me an email. Uh, you know, if Give me some uh, thoughts on those. Uh, I'd, I'd love to hear from you guys. I love answering emails. It's, it's so much fun to know that the, the show is appreciated and that there's great NHL fans out there that know the game. They know the game well. They follow the game. They go to the games. And uh, it's great to hear from you guys. That's about all the time we have for this episode of the Drop Podcast. I have been your host, Lance Descott. Until next time, let's go Blues. This has been the Drop Podcast. Don't forget to visit our website, www.droppodcast.com, where you can subscribe to our show and download current and past episodes from iTunes, Stitcher.com, and Google Play. You can follow the Drop on Twitter at OfficialTheDrop. 
For more information about lineupmedia.fm or The Drop Podcast, email us at info at lineupmediagroup.com, theofficialdrop at gmail.com, or lanced at droppodcast.com. Until next time, let's go blues! This podcast was a presentation of lightupmedia.fm.